Dude, first of all, I can't believe we're actually doing this. This is great. I know, I know. I know, it's about time. <laughs> How long ago, like when did we start the Sporty Dudes uh, group chat? Five years ago? It's been a few years for sure. It was definitely well before Q's wedding because we oh, were definitely sure. we well before at the wedding. That's how I secured the invite. Where he did for sure. Um, yeah, so I guess probably. Also, who, who, who came up with the name? That's Sounds a like question. a Kina name. Yeah, I feel like, honestly, it came from, like, I was trying to create a Twitter that was, like, short and to the point oh. that wasn't taken. That's right. It's because I was thinking it started as the group chat, but it started as a Twitter, right? Yeah. yeah. No, no. I thought it's group chat first and then did the Twitter. The Twitter was always a big part of it. I think they went hand in hand. <laughs> that never, who never flew. Most, and who tweeted the least on our sporty dudes handle? Dude, I just tweeted uh, recently and got a big like from G Francovilla. <laughs> oh, nice. That's an important follower. I, I think I've tweeted the most, and I think AJ has tweeted uh, tweeted the least. Yeah, I, I don't have the password. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what it is. <laughs> it's just... Oh, now all of our audience members are going to know. We'll, we'll change it by the time it goes viral. Yeah. Um, all right, AJ, kick us off. Wait, yeah. is the game on right now? ABC. So, I don't think the game starts until 9. But um, how... So, honest... I guess start off, what's an honest take on how much Celtics and Raptors basketball you guys have seen this season? And have you seen the last two games? I thought we were going to do the introduction first. I'm looking at the sheet right now. Oh, I thought our banter was the introduction. That's a good point. Q, you, you got to let AJ go. You got to. Right, AJ, you go for it. I don't know. I just figured that we're into it, at least to the point. I guess, so if this, when we go public, with a real one, we will say our names or et cetera, and date of births, et cetera, socials. <laughs> Entry music. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Routing numbers, bank accounts, mother's maiden names. But yeah, uh, yeah so the song will play. I'll, I guess if I'm starting it, I'll come in and I'll, you know, I guess we can just talk about what's going on in the world. Um, so, yeah, I guess the biggest sports thing to bring in to start out would be NBA. So we probably should lead with that. And I think it's something that we all collectively, like, probably know the most about. Yeah. I, so to your original question, I've watched at least – I feel like I've tried to watch at least some of every playoff game. I definitely have not watched any game from beginning to end. I don't yeah. think I've ever done that in my entire life, now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. From zero to zero to zero zero. You know what I'm One time, um, Q and I got all amped up in high school to watch this Notre Dame-USC football game at my house. Like, we got lunch before it. Like, we went down to the basement. We got it all set up. This huge game. And I fell asleep. And, like, I probably slept through 90% of the game. Like, I missed the entire thing. And college football is long. <laughs> like, I, like, really slept. And that was the game that USC won last second. Yeah, it was like it turned out to be like some epic game. Oh yeah, that's when uh, Reggie Bush pushed Matt Liner. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. That's the game. That was the best uh, college football season of all time, as far as I'm concerned. That was the best, um, like 
honestly, that might be my favorite game of all time was that national championship, the Vince Young beating USC. Sophomore year. Single-handedly. Like, that was just such a goosebumps, like, heroic moment. Yeah. It's those type of games that where college football is four and a half hours long, but it's actually, like, fine. Because mm-hmm. it's worth it. There's so many times where it's, like, not worth it. Yeah. But I would say, so I watched, like, almost none of the regular season in the bubble. Like, I'd have it on, but I was never like, oh, who's playing well this game? But, um, so starting out, though, I've seen the majority of both of the last Celtics-Raptors games. So I feel like it's, that's why I subtly brought it up first, too, is because I feel like it's what I know the most of. Yeah, so. I mean, I mean from my perspective, right, like, this whole NBA thing, when I first started in the bubble, I was skeptical, right? When, when the whole idea came out, like the whole idea of playing in an isolated Disney World location, probably some old gym that used to do uh, whatever, some high school basketball tournament or some high school cheerleading tournament, whatever it may be. And I was concerned about, hey, not being, I mean, not, it's not going to be fun. It's just going to be players playing a pickup game. But I mean, after watching all the all the games I mean so far it's been good I, I think I, I I don't think I watch any game begin to the end but I think I watch every single game parts of it I mean the gameplay has been great the production value has been great the game itself I mean we see younger players Luka Doncic we see Jamal Murray step up the older players Chris Paul led, led up yesterday too so it's it's been fun and Hopefully it gets better as uh, we go into the semis and then the finals. We'll see what happens. Do you guys know how many courts there are in the bubble? I think two or three. Two or three courts? Yeah, I mean, at least two, but I was wondering, like, was there three or four? I think the number three sticks out in my head, but I could very well be wrong. Yeah, and, like, I feel sort of – like, so I'm just now getting into it more than I was before, which is great, but it's also, like – I do feel like I missed the Luca wave, you know, like all those epic games. Like I really didn't, I wasn't watching him closely. And now because they got eliminated, I feel like I got to wait till next year on him. You'll have the rest of your life to watch. You'll have the next 25 He's only years 21. He's only 21. He's still got like what, 14 yeah, don't years? Don't worry about that, agent. Yeah. <laughs> but as far as like the, the interesting thing I would say watching Celtics Raptors is uh, like, I mean, I guess Lowry, but for how amazing their record was and everyone's like, oh, the Raptors are like a shoe in for the finals. Like, who do they have? Siakam is like good, not amazing to me. And Lowry is like good, not great. They don't seem particularly deep to me. And I just wonder like how they, they have, so uh, is that your, your guy from IU? OG. Oh yeah, OG. But like, I mean, is he really, I guess he was, he had a pretty good game tonight, but. Um, like and then that Fred, Fred Van Fleet, uh, what, what's his name? Van Fred Lee? Van Vliet. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, but I mean, like, they're good, but, like, for this deep into the playoffs, like, are they, like, go up against the Lakers good? You know? I don't know. We'll see, I guess, if they get there. Uh, I think they're more of just a – they're a likable story more than anything. And they have yeah. a – like, they have a nice coach. I think um, – I meant to say the other day or yesterday about the Heat. I think the Heat have a great coach, and that's a, a big reason of why that they're going to upset the Bucks round two right now. I'm calling it. I hope not. Yeah. All right, AJ. Now that we have you on record, are you finally going to tell us why you hate the Heat? I guess it started like when they went to the finals a million years in a row, 
and that was right when we uh the wizards were like almost about to be decent so i was like more into eastern conference playoffs than any other time and that was right when it was like the big three which i get was kind of cool but like it just was too easy for them so like for me i wasn't i wasn't like on board with the 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 heat dynasty from start to finish so i just i guess i i've eased off now where they're like you know now top three least favorite teams but like them and the Cavs in the East, I'm still just, like, not ready to root for them. But there's no, there's nothing they have in common with that team. And also, it wasn't that easy. Like, they lost twice. Like, they got pwned by the Mavericks in the spur. Like, it's not like they just ran through everybody. It's not like they were the Warriors, where yeah. it actually was. I was so very- happy that year that the Mavericks beat them. I was, like, so pumped for them. Uh. <laughs> I agree with AJ. I was so pumped because I was a huge Dirk Nowitzki fan. Yeah, it was good that he got one. He stuck with that franchise through the bad and the good, and then he finally won the franchise, championship. Unlike the Heat, was put together by players, beating the system, big three, whatever. Chris Bosh, who cares? Looks like a dinosaur. Yeah. But, yeah. So I, I, yeah. I do, but one thing I, 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 I want to say is this Heat, this Heat team this year, I actually like them a lot because it's a bunch of kind of players that were – Dallas had people before. I mean, I was like Jimmy Butler. Uh, Goran, Goran Dragic, it's one of my favorite players of all time. Goran Dragic is one of your favorite players of all time? Yeah, he was always so good, so underrated. Uh, yeah, I mean, he was great last night. No one's ever said that. Not even Goran, Dra- <laughs> Goran Dragic's mother. I don't know. <laughs> no one's ever been like, yeah, I love Goran Dragic. Dude, he was so good. Like, when, when uh, it was, uh, what, 10 years ago? Seven, eight, nine years ago, he was... He was single-handedly, I think, uh, on the Suns, and it was killing it. Nobody could stop him. Yeah, I'm curious to see if Giannis, like, will play better next game and they'll bounce back, or if this is just going to go to the Heat. So what, what, what you just said about, like, I'm glad uh, Dirk Nowitzki got a title. So, like, I've often thought about, like, I wish you could retroactively give players championships and MVPs based on, like, how good they were. You know what I mean? So it's like the players that never got a ring, like Charles Barkley. It's like, okay, take one of MJ's rings, give it to Charles Barkley. He deserves one. Take yeah, one of MJ's rings, give it to Carl Malone and John Stockton. They deserve, like, if there was a way to, like, retroactively just distribute all the championships evenly based off of how good you were, that, in my mind, that would be the ultimate. Um. <laughs> well, I guess that would be if you could come up with something that would be like or an auxiliary <laughs> award or something. Who would you give besides Charles Barkley and Carmelo and Stockton? Well, like I don't know, just for example, like Kobe Bryant won like one MVP and Steve Nash won two. So, like you should give one of Steve Nash's MVPs over to Kobe Bryant, stuff like that, where it's like okay, give one of like the Spurs championships over to LeBron where you can like objectively look at it and say like, okay, who was better, who deserved it more. And just like, just sort of balance out the league that way. But that takes out all the surprises, right? Of NBA. Just the thought it's like, well, what makes the NBA playoffs exciting? It's you got all these off like upsets and things like that. And if you're just even distributed based on your logic, wouldn't that take away like the excitement sometimes? 
I know, I know. It's a, it's a silly little thought. I'm just, uh, I'm just uh, spitballing here. Yeah. How ready are you guys for the next round in the West? I feel like it's gone on for forever because of all of the um, delays and such. So wait, who's gonna play who? So the winner of the Rockets and Thunder will play LeBron's, and the um, Clippers will play the winner of the other series, right? Jazz so and Nuggets. Clippers will play the. So the Clippers are definitely gonna win, but I think the Lakers could get upset by the. Um, Rockets. Well, it's going to be, yeah, I feel like the Lakers are at a disadvantage because they don't, they have, they have played one game, but it was like already decided the Blazers knew they're going home. They haven't played a meaningful game in so long. And now like all the, the Rockets Thunder are going to be coming off of like a huge, like momentum this week, whoever wins game seven. And that's why I was saying that after the delays, I thought it would catch up more, help everyone out more. If like, if you hadn't finished your series last weekend, if you just played like, you had to play every day till it was done. Because now, like, the series are so far apart. Yeah, no, it is pretty ridiculous. But, I mean, regardless, I still think the Lakers would beat the Thunder. I just think the Rockets are, yeah. I mean, they're, they're kind of like a machine where if, if, if they're on fire, they're, they're hard to beat. But if yeah. Harden jokes like he usually does, then. Oh, my gosh. If the Thunder, after losing Harden and Westbrook, beat them, that would be that would just rub it in their face so hard. You saw the tweet about um, that was uh, Westbrook's best game for the Thunder. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's look at this uh, this uh, outline we have here. What have we covered so far? Oh, NBA, we're already working our way through it. All right. Uh, any any baseball topics? Um, well, I, AJ, take over. AJ, take over. We got convinced Keenan to like baseball. Well, for me, it's like. I watched the, I've watched every Orioles game this season, which has been amazing because normally I work in the summer and like, I'm just like checking scores all the time. And like, if I happen to be able to watch, it's like great. So it's been so fun to get to like tune in with baseball every week, every night. And one thing I do, and I don't know, and I've actually started doing this NBA too. And it's, it's great, especially if you have like someone else, like for me, it's Rachel, like watching with me, just so I'm not putting on the sports for like four hours every night. Uh, so for baseball, it's a three-hour game. Usually it's two hours, 50 minutes is the average length. But I start it an hour late, and I record it. And then just after every batter, you just hit the 30-second button, and it's, like, perfect timing. And then after every inning ends, I just hit the 30-second button five times because each commercial break is two minutes and 12 seconds. So it gets you right to the – and, like, by the time the game's over, you, like, burn that hour of commercials perfectly. I'm not sure you're giving us Keenan a good sales pitch for well, him. To get you know what? I, I feel like baseball should like offer that as like they should charge people extra for that. It's just like a TV package and it just like, it just does it for you. Yeah. Or, you know, you know what I've also thought about is like NFL, you know how they have like the camera view that's like behind the quarterback where you can see the all 22. Yeah. Yep. yep. The sky cam, whatever it's called. Yeah, like, they should sell a version where it's, like, okay, no, like, timeout breaks, no commercial breaks, literally just play after play after play, and then you get to see, like, behind, like, the all 22, so you could see all the receivers run their routes. Like, I feel like they could sell that for money. Yeah, like what teams have to study off of. Exactly, and it's yeah. so silly to me why they wouldn't, because they definitely have that somewhere. Like, every team has it, yeah. And, like, um, yeah. 
But I guess for like, if I was going to actually pit, that's just what I do, what I've been doing just a fun fact, just because I just feel bad. Rachel wouldn't say anything, but I feel bad. Like, so I try to make her not hate it, but she was actually like really on board. The other day I asked um, how many Orioles players she could name. I guarantee she can name more than both of you combined, like without looking. Maybe Q would. All right, let's give it a try. Let's give it a try. Now, Keenan, you go first. Go back and forth as if this is uh, like a uh, Kings. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on a second. How many does uh, Rachel know? I'm curious. The best thing was how many she got, like that were like the most random players. Like All right. she named our bench Keenan, let's almost give it a try. Keenan, let's give it a try. Chris Davis. <laughs> Hans or Alberto? Uh, who's that guy, AJ, that we saw over your bachelor party, the, uh, where they pronounce his name incorrectly? And that's not coming to me. Where, like, they kept saying his name incorrectly, and then he was like, guys, my name is... Oh, Santander. Yeah. Santander. Anthony Santander. Uh, (laughs) Austin Hayes. Does it count that he's not on the team right now? All right. Uh, he's he's oh. got a fractured rib. Mountcastle. Yeah, oh. Mountcastle is who's going to bring Keenan into baseball. Why? What's so cool about Mountcastle? I'm out. I'm out of names, by the way. But so, what's so cool about yeah, Mountcastle? It's fine. So Mountcastle's like, so you know the Orioles are in rebuild, right? So basically, we've sold off our whole team two years ago, and we're just like we're starting at the bottom. It does not matter if we win. Like we're starting. That's what another thing I love about baseball is how the minor league system. Like, each team has, like, four or five full teams, like, tiered below. So, um, like, we just started with, like, let's just, like, get all our single A, the lowest level guys, like, together. And our new general manager, it's frustrating as hell, but he will not pull you up to the next level until you've really proved it. You can't just be like, oh, well, I was, like, a top pick. Like, I've struggled, but let's get me up there. He won't do it. So, Mountcastle is one of the first of, like, the new regime to make it to the, that's like a highly touted recruit that's like made it to the Orioles. And he's just immediately started crushing it. Even this season, like they didn't pull him up for most of the season because they wanted to give an, get an extra year of service time. And like, so they're like, oh, we're not sure about his fielding, blah, 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 like coming up with excuses. He's immediately like crushed it right away. There was no learning curve. And I mean, he'll probably cool down, but like he had two homers yesterday. It's pretty huge. So he's like the flashy new rookie. I'm looking at his picture right now. He looks like a bully. <laughs> um, yeah, so. So, Keena, think about it this way. Right now, Orioles are one of the worst team in the league, but we have potential. Don't you want to be part of the, the process? Haven't they been one of the worst process? teams in the league for several years? Yeah, but we, like, officially threw everything away and started over. Like, last year was the first year of that. And so – we're slowly like hoping to be improving each year. We'll see if the experiment works. If it doesn't, that's like when we always talk about tanking, like I don't hate tanking as a concept as much as you guys, especially in the NBA, because if you do it, like you have to live with the fact that you sucked all those years. Like a tank, a last place season is like, to me, not that much. It's not worse than the good of coming in second. You know what I mean? Like if you suck, that's really embarrassing. It's way worse than being 500 to me. Yeah, but I guess, like, devil's advocate is, like, if you're right in the middle, then you just sort of stay in the middle versus, like, I don't know. The, I guess the idea is that if you suck, then you get all the assets to get good and you can, like, you can sort of make a big swing versus just being, like, right on the, like, 
I, I think the worst place to be is like being one spot out of the playoffs. You know what I mean? Because then you don't get the satisfaction of the playoffs and you don't get the assets of being bad. You know? Yeah, I agree. I, yeah. I, oh, it's, it's I mean, like, that's not to be. Especially for baseball, right? Because you look at like the, the, the past champions in the past, what, five, six years, like Astro won it. And then you have uh, Nationals won it. And how did they win? Astros they didn't win. <laughs> what? Astros didn't win. No, no, Nas- Nationals. Nationals. No, sorry, sorry. I thought you said the Astros won. Oh, well. He's making that, a joke. All right, all right. The, the whole cheating scandal aside, right? I mean, they, they tanked. They got like high draft picks. They have like all these number one picks, and then all of a sudden they became good, and then that's the way to win in baseball. Unless you're the Yankees, just buy everyone. We're the Dodgers, but Dodgers. Yeah, yeah, it's the only way if you can't buy players. Um, but yeah, so that's why in general for basketball. But like, it's so t- it's terrible the concept of it. If you care about the team, like it's like when you're going like, you know, when you're going forty and one hundred and twenty, it's terrible. Like, to, that's your one the one baseball team you get that year and they suck and they might, will suck the next year. Like (laughs) you have to earn that championship, you know? Mm -hmm. So at least if you're in the middle, like it is the worst spot to be as far as some, in some ways of improvement, but also you're already halfway there, like make a good trade and get into the right spot. You know, I, I think you're actually closer than if you're at the bottom. Yeah, I I hear you. So I hate to uh, jump topics, but you're just sort of reminding me of something is like, uh, I don't know. What if the Ravens aren't good next year? What if last year was our year and we blew it? <laughs> I don't yeah, think we're standards so much bad. higher. Like we are assuming that like, we're going to go like 14 and two and be right back for the yeah. Orioles. It's like so exciting that we're like almost 500. If the Ravens are 500, we're going to be pissed. <laughs> Yeah, and the thing is, it never works out that way where you can just, like, look at how you did last year and just be like, okay, we're going to do that next year too, right? Like, oh, something always – it's just the way of football. is like something always goes wrong. You lose the close ones instead of winning the close ones. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm nervous. Yeah. It will be interesting with, the, like we texted before, with the new playoff format. I'm interested to see, like, in the long run – like if we end up liking it or not liking it. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't see us being too impacted. We'll see, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, Hugh, you never commented on that. Do you like or dislike the ad- additional playoff team? What for? For, for NFL. It's, it's. I mean, I'm indifferent. Like it. To me, it's like I, I, I do like the old format when there's a first round buy. I think there's something to fight for, especially the top team. Now they don't, yeah. and I feel like we have too many teams on the playoff. Playoffs should be a you play well, you do well, and then you get in. And it's becoming more like the NBA, where like what 16 out of the 32 teams or 30 teams gets in. I just feel like 50 percent people get into playoffs. Like it's yeah, not as competitive. So. That's exactly what I would say. It takes away that fight in December. I mean, there still will be that fight, but it'll be a fight between like the seven and nine team versus like the eight and eight, like who's going to like squeeze in in the last week just to be fodder. Yeah. Like the fact that the sixth seed has only won the Super Bowl three times ever. So it's not like, oh, like they're going to have a really good chance. Name know? the three teams that won as the sixth seed, AJ. Giants, Packers, Giants, 
Steelers, Giants? Yeah. Packers, Steelers, Giants. <laughs> right, right. I don't know the answer. I don't know what the Giants for sure is, but the Packers were and the Steelers were. Those were the two recent ones too. I I was for sure about the Giants, the Eli Manning. That they were a six. Yeah, yeah. So, don't you think that um, the the Wizards of like, uh, Gilbert, Gilbert Arenas and like Antoine Jameson and Karan Butler, I feel like that is like the present day Blazers of like. They have the people that you like, oh, they're really good, but, like, they're never going to, like, win a playoff series. Or, like, they're never going to, like, take you far. You know what I mean? It's, now thinking about, about that team, I, I, I don't blame the players. I don't think it's Gilbert's ball or Antoine's Jameson's ball or what Larry Hughes. Is that the third guy? Yeah. Well, Karan Butler ball. was kind of the third. Eddie Jordan's offense was just all showing nothing. Like, he just asked players to run around, and, like, the three players run in circle, remember, on the top of the key? And they don't do anything. And then in the end, it's Gilbert Arenas chugging the shot. Like, that's the problem. Eddie Jordan. Like, yeah. How blown is Eddie Eddie Jordan gonna be when he listens to our podcast and he gets twenty minutes in? Yeah. And just gets ripped to shreds. How do you guys not remember Eddie Jordan? Like, he had no offensive play. I mean, he just looked like he didn't care. I think that that's the reason why Wizards didn't win that year with the big three. Yeah, it really comes down to like if you. There's so much flash in the NBA, but, like, if you really want to win, to play defense helps so much. And that's, like, I feel like the Rockets, it's their big, you know, it's been their biggest downfall through these years. So it's 50% offense, 50% defense. I have to look up Wells was on that team, the Wizards. Tyron Lou. He was actually, it? he might have been a little before them. I think, like, Brendan Haywood? Etan Thomas. Yeah. Brendan, oh my gosh, those are some throwbacks. Wasn't there a big, goofy European white guy of some sort? No, that was later. Jan Vasselli, I think that's what you're thinking. No, of. no, he's. I know who you're thinking of. Can I just? Can't, I, there was one. I just can't think of who it was. A goofy European guy. There big was. Um, what year was that? Two thousand six. Two thousand two, maybe. Two thousand three. Two thousand four. Uh, Christian Leitner. Kwame Brown was on that team in 2003. Kwame Brown. Yeah, also for baseball, Keenan, I feel like the way to get into it, like when people say it's like slow, there's just such a, like if you're watching it, there's such a, it's not slow to me because I feel like every single aspect, there's so much going on. It's the pitcher versus battle, bat, uh, pitcher versus batter battle. Is it a lefty versus righty? How's he going to pitch to him? Is he going to pitch it high and in? Is he going to try to hit the corners? If he's just going to try to overwhelm him with a fastball, like also like the guys on first, like, is he a fast guy? Is he going to try to run? Does it make sense? There's zero outs. So it's beneficial to get to second. If there's one out, it's beneficial to get to third, but you don't want to make the first or last out at third base. There's like all of these things going, you want to hit to right field. If there's one out to get the guy around from first to third, it's all these type of things that like you look for that, like, it's not just like, Oh, who hits the ball farthest and how far can you run until they get it? You know? Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree that, like, I think not having played ba uh, baseball has had, has had a bad, you know, impact on me as far as, like, being able to, like, really appreciate the intricacies. Because, yeah, I'm sure to the trained eye, to the educated eye, you're looking at the game within the game. And, yeah, so there's a lot more, like, captivating moments, like you were saying. 
Yeah. Yeah. If if you're if you can't see that, then you're just sort of like waiting for this motherfucker to pitch, and then it's usually a strike or a foul. Yeah, or like ten fouls in a row, and yeah, yeah, or yeah, or someone gets to first in the inning, and then the inning's over. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I feel like you probably would love the new extra inning rules, which I have to admit I was not a fan of, but like it is pretty exciting when it happens. Do you know how they're doing it this year? I do. Like you get to start with somebody on second, right? Yeah, yeah. So whoever made the last out, last inning, starts out on second. So it's like if you score a run, if that run comes in, like if you're the team and you don't score that run, like you're probably you a good chance you're going to lose. Like it's almost expected you get that run in. And then you're like trying to like get more. Mm-hmm. So it's I didn't realize of, they already implemented that. I guess I'm a little bit behind on the after inning rule. Well, they only are doing it for this. It's funny the reasoning now looking back. A lot of like COVID things in general are funny when you look back. Like what was when you learn more and more and more things that make sense when you make the decision, but then looking back, are like, hmm, why did we do that? Like it was because of COVID is the reason they at technically why they do that, but like. They're like, we, need, we can't have the games going for forever. But it's also, it's like, uh, like, who cares? Like, it doesn't impact anything. So. Hmm. Oh, yeah, Keenan. so I'm close. I have two episodes left of my show, and then I can start Secession. Are you, are you loving um, what we do in the shadows? Uh, I definitely like it. Like, it's, it's been a great show for right now. Like, once you get to know the characters, it has a, it has a fun style of humor. It's like, like a I new, love, yeah. What's that? It's it's like New Zealand humor, right? Um, I don't know, but the like the three vampires are the three vampires, and there there's one um, there's four vampires, and there's one that a non-vampire that lives with them. Like all five of the main characters, I like a lot, which goes a long way as far as like the you know the show. Wait, sorry, let me ask my question in a different way. Are they all, like, English Americans? Um, I only recognize one actor. I assumed they were all from American, but I'm not sure. I really don't know. Are they using an English accent? Like, does it take place in America? Yeah, it takes, they all live on Staten Island. Okay, all right, all right, all right, got it. Okay, yeah. see, that's, that's my confusion. So, the movie, it all, it's like a New Zealand movie. Okay. And okay. so, yeah, it's like a, like a very different sort of like British almost sense of humor. And, uh, okay, all right, thank you. That, that's what I needed. Yeah. To, so right. it's like a mockumentary, but about... Yeah, yeah. It, it was a mockumentary, but yeah, it was like a foreign film. Yeah, and so there's three regular vampires. And then there's one guy that's just, um, I think his name is Mark Prosh or something. You'd recognize the actor if you saw him. He's like this nerdy white guy, and he just plays... Um, He's, he's a vampire too, but he's an uh, energy draining vampire. So he just like works at a cubicle and he like feeds off people's, like draining people of their energy. So he'll like, like he'll get on the internet and troll people because he like fuels himself off of like people getting pissed at him and stuff. <laughs> and he's like a really funny character. Like he'll go to the DMV and just like hang out to like suck energy from people. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, I also put my left foot on, on the list. So I'm going to watch that as soon as I can. I'm also yeah. thinking about watching Tenet uh, sometime this week well, or next week. I mean, you saw my text, right? Maryland just opens on Friday. Uh, everything is allowed to be open now. So 
Um, I'm wondering if we'll be going back to work for theaters. I purposely What's the next not show, AJ? What's that? What's the next show? Well, we'll see. I mean, I purposefully am not going on Facebook because I already know there's going to be like, like the first thing I went on there and I saw and it was like one theater person being like, if there was a show Friday, like, would you go? And it was like a million community theater actors being like, hell no, it's so unsafe, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, and it's all people who like don't earn their living off of it. And so it was just like, okay, I'm just not getting on Facebook till this blows over. Because like three weeks from now, they'll all be doing shows and be like, oh yeah, no, it's fine now, you know? So, yeah. You know, I mean, one thing I've, I've found is that like, once you like do the activity for the yeah. first time, you, you sort of like get over that mental block and you're like, okay, it wasn't that bad. So like, I'm sort of afraid to go to the movie theater, but I feel like whenever I do, it'll be like, oh, that was fine. It was clean. I didn't, you know, kiss anybody there. They won't be allowed to open if it's not, if they don't have good conditions, you know? So that's the other thing. Like when I, the, I only been inside restaurants maybe twice, maybe once. But like the thing I remember is going in being like, like thinking like, oh, am I going to have to like be on the alert and like make sure that, no, they're not going to let you. Like it's their livelihood and they're being open at stake. They're not going to let you like not socially distance. Yeah. You know? So. Sorry, going back to theater, just a quick question, AJ. Whatever happened to that DC <laughs> theater scandal? What was the what was the, what was the classic? Another thing, it's just like it just disappeared. Like everyone got amped up because everyone's sitting at home for a few days. Everyone like picked their person that they wanted to like absolutely hate on. And, like they did bury that one guy. Like he's gonna be gone for forever. And then now it's just like okay, well whatever. So such an intriguing saga. It is, and it's just fascinating, like the cancel culture in the world too. And like, I think a lot of it for the theater people is all the theater people are sitting at home with nothing to do. So it's so easy to just get enraged over something on Facebook and want to join in, you know, so. So what's that guy doing now? Is, he, is his life just in shambles? Um, well, he has a, his life won't be in shambles. He has like a vacation house out in West Virginia. I know he went there first, so I don't know. Yo, Q, what's it been like in Jersey? Q, your quarantine life has been the biggest mystery of us all, of Dude, them all. It's crazy. It's yeah. crazy. How, many, how many of those books have you read behind you? Uh, two. Actually, just um, I'm about to finish Shoe Dog. I read 200 pages on Saturday alone, uh, Sunday alone. So, good book. Highly recommend it, especially for you, Q, former Nike guy. What, what's, your, what's your biggest like takeaway? Like, it's, just fun, it's just a fun story. It's a fun story to learn about like how he started Nike. I mean, I didn't realize all that connection with the, the, the Japanese company and then how in the end, one of the Japanese training companies bailed Nike out um, with the bank shut them down. So I mean, I, I had absolutely no idea about these stories. So yeah, this is I what I've been reading. The Waffle Iron. What are you reading? Game of Thrones? Yeah, I've been reading it like all summer just like a little bit at a time, but it's, it's really great. The crazy thing is like, I thought the show was really great. Like the book is so much better, but I've just been going so slowly. How, how far into it are you? Is it the first one you're on? Yeah, I'm on the first book still. I'm probably like two thirds through it. I've just been doing it pretty slowly, like here and there. It's hard, I wish I, I, wish I didn't already know the story. Like it would be amazing if I didn't already know. Well, so let me just say that the, um, 
So the first couple of books are like very in line with the show, like pretty much beat for beat. Um, but then as they get further on, like book three, four, five or whatever, they divert and there's like different, like new characters that you're going to be meeting and like different like plot twists that you're going to be seeing. So like there's definitely, they're, they're, they're definitely different entities, but in the I beginning. Did you read them all? I did the audiobooks, so I don't give myself full credit. Oh, that's the same thing. I mean, no, it's not. No, 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 no. Audiobooks are not the same thing. Audiobooks are just like, what's no, different? They're, they're not the same thing as reading. Because at the end of the day, I was like driving and like multitasking or like, you oh, know, I, mean, I wasn't like, you were, yeah. But I if don't you, give myself full credit to be like, I sat down and read that book. Yeah, well, because, but I mean, like, if you really listen to it, like, but like, you know what I mean? As if you read it, like you could use an audiobook. I think is like. Yeah, I, I just, I think it's important to clarify because I don't want to take credit for uh, for reading when I just listened. I wouldn't I, have judged you. Q would have. <laughs> <laughs> he was ready. Pitchfork so, in hand. Uh, dude, All right, rapidly moving on. Let's talk about our next episode. What's in store, AJ? <laughs> Okay, let's see. We got more Eastern Conference playoffs. We'll probably have a couple of the games of the Western, which will be really exciting to get going with. Um, sadly, we'll probably have less baseball than now because we're just chugging along, but um, we'll get more QUS Open talk than we did today. QS Open? Yeah, QS Open. More so, Q's. Oh, that's why, that's why you met. I had no idea what you're talking about. Q's US Open. It took me a while to figure out what that yeah, was. Yeah, that's something I put. And it's the one thing I put and it didn't get discussed. Um, so uh, football will be like about to start. Oh, yeah, that'll be great. College, college football will be here. We'll have to do some predictions, a couple key games. I like that idea. Yeah, we'll set okay. it up ahead of time. Both of you to start watching Formula One. We, you know what we should do? Oh, get out of here, Formula One. <laughs> get out of here. You're, you're joking, right? No, I you, I watch Formula One literally every weekend, every Sunday. I watch the I don't watch the the, pra, the practice, the trial runs. I watch the final run every Sunday when it's on. Did you watch the Belgium Belgium this past Sunday? Lewis Hamilton won it easily. I don't know one Formula One racer. Danica Patrick. Isn't she IndyCar? What? Was she IndyCar? IndyCar. Oh, that's different. Different. Yeah. What's um, the difference? Oh, next episode, Keenan, I'll be able to give you some thoughts on what I think on your show. I should be a couple episodes good, in there. Good, good, good. And, and I'm hoping next episode I'll have my full review of My Left Foot. And hopefully I can start the, uh, the vampire show. Yeah. Oh, just for also for My Left Foot. It's not like, it's not Billy Madison. You know what I mean? Like, it's a man's struggle with uh, cerebral palsy. So. How long is it? Is it two and a half hours? No, maybe two though. Maybe almost two. I can deal but with it. It's really just like, it's an acting, like it's gonna, like the acting is, it's unreal that, you know, you forget who he is, you get lost in his character. It's a tour de force. Yeah, so. Um, well, all right, so this has been exciting. I guess uh, I'll send out the audio and we could, we could edit it, like, or I could edit it if, uh, if we want. I have, I have editing capabilities. I know how to edit. And so, yeah, we could either post this online or we could just have this be the trial run and we can critique it and then just 
You better don't post this online. <laughs> don't post this one. Why don't not? Why not, AJ? I said all sorts of bad things. Don't post <laughs> this one online. Dude, I know. I, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll have to do a debrief. I, I think <laughs> I think there are a lot we can learn from this trial. At most, if we want to listen to it, if you wanted to put a, like a teaser together of like some of our best moments, you could. Also, for next one, I'll send you guys the album, but uh, for Jason, Jason's Jams will be a segment, and we'll have to call, Jason will have to call in, and he'll give us his thoughts on the new albums. I think Katy Perry's the first one, but I have to re- double check with him. I'm good with that. Yeah, so just an album of the week. I'm, I like it. Me, me like it. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll start working on the outlines. <laughs> yeah, somebody set up the Google Doc, and we'll all just contribute. It's right here. It's so here. We'll just add a new page. Okay, that sounds like a good plan. All right. Good shit. All right, guys. I'll text you. Until next time. All right. See you. Good night. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. You, we, like, we wouldn't get to meet the dog, like, in person. So I'm, like, looking to see if we're going to do any sort of, like, Skype or Zoom, like, or if it's just they pop, they put the dog on a plane and, like, we pick it up. Yeah, I was going to ask. That would be some meet and greet, right? Like, that just sounds sketchy as hell. Yeah, right. And that's why I'm going to email them back and be like, uh, well, why are you, I mean, they send a long email. I'm just like. Well, then wait, why are you even looking at puppy breeders in, uh, in Minneapolis? Because so like the dogs, this breed in Maryland would be like $7,000. And this one is like 1100. <laughs> that albatross just sounds. <laughs> just, what breed oh, wait, is are we this? like live now too? This is well, like going to the world. And how much is the, uh, how much is the, uh, <laughs> the plane ticket cost? Is that factored in?